Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jacqueline with Level Up Fitness. Jacqueline, what is going on? Happy Monday. How are you feeling? Oh, happy Monday. Well, I'm excited to be here and a great day. I've had all my clients yeah. behind me and it's a pleasure to sit here and talk to you. There we go. There we go. Same here. Same here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Level Up Fitness, you know, first, why don't we give you an opportunity to sit here and kind of give us a description or a little understanding of what you guys do at Level Up Fitness. So how would you describe it to somebody who's brand new coming in? What does Level Up Fitness do? Sure. So Level Up Fitness, uh, we're a boutique gym. And by we, I mean, it's just me <laughs> currently. Um, so I'm your trainer. I'm your owner. I'm everything. Uh, we cover everything from fitness, nutrition in terms of weight loss, but functional nutrition as well, using food as medicine. Um, I've actually worked with a lot of people who have injuries. So people come to me because, you know, if you try to go to a class when you have an injury, sometimes it's hard to keep up or know what modifications um, are appropriate for you. So a lot of the time, what ends up in my lap are people who have had either previous injuries, um, people actually had someone who had ACL surgery recently, and three days post-op, we were on a Zoom together. So it's really great. I love that one-on-one, that personalized attention um, that I'm able to give everyone. Yeah, completely. And that's a beautiful thing, right? I think whether it's online, in person, the fact that you can put that impact on somebody and help more people, I think that's awesome. And so we'll dive right into the basics here. And, and so a little bit into the business, you know, Jacqueline, how many, how many members are you serving currently? Okay, so right now I am between... Um, 25 and 35 clients. So some people come together, they're pairs. You know, I see people from one time a week to four times a week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And so for you, right, with the between those, the 25 and 35, what's been the best method or best practice of getting new people through the door, right? To get to that number. I mean, being a one woman show, it, it takes a lot, right? 30 people is a lot. One to 30 is a lot. I don't care what anybody says. And so um, what's been that best method to get people to walk through and be like, hey, I want to work with you? Sure. So I'd say the two avenues that have been um, the most profitable for me, if you will, has been one, Instagram. And two, uh, something that was very important to me when I started a business was always to give back. I know, um, you know, I was, I went to school for entrepreneurship and small business management. And when I wrote a business plan back in 2008, I wanted to rotate missions of the month. So here I am 2020 pandemic style. All I can think of is I want to help as many people as I can, not only physically, um, but mentally as well. Um, and also on the give back side of things. So I'd say a lot of my clients have come back from, or come from doing the mission of the month. So every month I'll post up not only awareness, but the workout for a cause event that will ultimately give back. What I do is I donate my time. I have a workout. Everyone can show up all levels. You do not have to be a member here. So when people see the um, post or advertisement that 
this is the mission of the month. Perfect example is this month in July, we're doing Alzheimer's and we're raising funds. So at the end of the month, I will have the workout here. And you'll see that people bring their friends or they saw a post and they see that, oh, I'm, I'm in Massapequa, New York. They come on down. So I have to say that's probably where I have gotten the bulk of my clients. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I think um, definitely unique. I will say that because we don't hear that too often on here. So unique to the show for sure. And I, I obviously, I mean, the, the, the obvious of social media and whatnot is definitely sure. um, a great route, of course, but the, the, the other option there and the other avenue, I think is definitely unique to you. And that's awesome that you found that method that works for you. And also was not far from you prior. I used to be based out of New York. So it used to be close by. So I, and when I come back and pay a visit, I'll come pay you a visit. You're going to have to drop in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. And so. You know, uh, being at that 2535 number now, um, sure. Jacqueline, what, what would you say, right, if leads, traffic, clients, all of that was unlimited here? And hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go? What would that max look like for you? So personally, I'm at my max, especially given that I am doing this functional nutrition side of things and really trying to focus on helping people heal because people end up in my lap after they've been to countless physicians. And the one thing they haven't tried is using food as medicine. So all that being said, I do think the next steps for me is to hire someone for the hours that I can't be in here. You know, I'm not only a business owner, um, you know, in the gym life, but also I have that nutrition side of the business. I'm a mom of two little kids. They're three and five. So they need my time yeah, as well. So I, I've had to actually cap myself and turn people away recently. Wow. And that was really eye-opening in that, you know, I need to get someone in here for the hours that I'm not available, but I will yeah. still do all the programming. I program for everyone specifically. When people tell me what is the, the best workout for blank, it could be your arms, your abs, what have you. I always say the best workout is the one that you enjoy. So I yeah. take a very intensive um, waiver and liability form, but also goal forms. And I pick through that and I keep that in mind with every workout that I craft for every person. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so important just because when you really look at it, I think um, the people are there for you, right? They're going to be there for you. And then they're, they're going to need that little piece of chocolate every single time, right? But I also do think there's priorities, right? I mean, having children and you, you can't put that to the side, you know, business is obviously priority. Yes. But I always say family comes first. And I think that it's, it's a good balance of understanding what's important to you, but also what is the priority, right? And you, you can't put yourself secondary to that. You can't become, you know, uh, not for lack of a better term, a slave to your business, right? That's really what it is. And, and you can't. So, uh, and, and I love that you still have that perspective and you understand that completely. So it's okay. I mean, sometimes, I mean, that, that the turning people away brings exclusivity. You know, you know you're only going to train the top people who really want to be there. And sure. that's also true as well. Absolutely. So I, I love that. I love that. And, and are you intending to, to push a little more online at all there as well, Jacqueline, or is it just kind of like, you know what, I'm capped and I'm staying here and that's, I'm okay with that. I've thought about it. Uh, I have to say, I do go back and forth. I had a 15 minute boot camp that I was offering, a fast 15 where we really focused on high intensity, getting the most um, out of that time. And really, everyone can give themselves 15 minutes. You know, that is less than 1% of our day. 
So I may go back down that route once my kids are back in school starting in September. And, you know, I may revisit that because I love, I do believe I'm in my passion and my purpose. You know, it's one of those things that I wish I had done sooner, but I'm happy the universe kind of gave me that little push in 2020 to do this now. So I never feel like I'm overwhelmed with work. I really, really enjoy it. And if I can help and reach more people without overextending myself, then I will. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Such a great perspective there. Such a great perspective. All right, so here's maybe a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question in itself, Jacqueline. I think uh, definitely uh, kind of like a self-reflection question, kind of puts you in the hot seat for yourself and interview yourself almost. But, I um, love that. Yeah, Bring yeah. it on. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, so what we've been discussing this entire time on the podcast are are the pillars of business, right? And, and there's typically three that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness gym in the fitness and gym industry. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, mm-hmm. your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Jacqueline, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Sure. You're right. That is a thought-provoking question. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say it's the generation of marketing um, because I'm fully stocked here. So yeah, I wouldn't say improve in that area. I'm... That's a loaded question. Yeah. Sales, you know, what's interesting. I actually, I work with a life coach. And um, so to your point, if there's anywhere that I can improve, it's to charge more for my services <laughs> and kind of knowing and realizing my worth because I do give a lot. So not only, you know, am I giving you a personalized workout? We're always discussing nutrition. People laugh. They, people who hate working out find me too, because, um, and I quote Dr. Pimple Popper, I will not take any credit. She uses the term (laughs) topesthesia that when you're talking through it, you don't even know what just happened. Uh, so that's what a a lot of my clients tell me that they feel. So they get that. We're always talking nutrition and always talking away. Um, to help them. And sometimes I've gotten texts when people leave here, thanks for the therapy session. So now, you know, we're doing that as well on top of it. So to answer your question, I would say on the retention side of things, in terms of converting more of my fitness clients to functional nutrition, which I have begun. I do have a handful of my clients who are, who have taken the leap because that's a totally separate service and charge and what have you. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's the biggest thing, right? I think when you know you can't get more clients because you don't want to grow, it's about how can you grow within. And if you know, again, if you're taking action in that direction, then I guess you're kind of already improving, right? So <laughs> that's a good thing there. We're always aware. So, yeah, always, always. And so, last two questions for you here. Um, and my two favorite questions, you know, number one is. What's the bigger picture, right? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Sure. Long-term, I have to say, it's giving people that feel-good feeling. And I know that sounds crazy a little bit, but when I think about events that have happened in this world as of late, I just think that if I can help one person feel their best and it becomes that trickle down effect and that gets passed on, whether 
you know, they attended a fundraiser and they realize, wow, someone cares about what's going on with me or a family member. Uh, you know, that pay it forward mentality. Yeah. That, that's the big picture for me. That That's really, uh, you know, I, I always say your wellness, my mission and wellness is so encompassing, physical, mental, all of the above. And that that's truly my big picture. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then you know why I love it? Because it shows me that you're in, this industry for the right reasons. I feel like so many, or not so many, but I, I'll take that back, but I'll say that the industry has become skewed and become so profit-driven as opposed to what it really was initially, which was helping people and changing lives. Because that's really what you what you all are doing in right. this industry. Um, and I just think that people have lost sight of that. But the fact that that's your number one priority, that's the bigger picture for you. You just want to change lives genuinely. And that's it. Yeah. You can't make it up, right? You're just yeah. a genuine person. You're a genuine person. Thank and, you. And it shows. It shines through. So awesome stuff there, Jacqueline. One last question for you, because that was a mic drop of an answer. I'm going to be surprised <laughs> if you can bring a, a better answer here. So but here's a little bit of a, of a tougher question, but a, a good question in itself. Great. Um, you know, Jacqueline, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym, sure. day one, and sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you, that you, you wish you heard in the beginning, uh, what would that advice be for you? You may laugh. <laughs> um, I will quote my favorite Peloton instructor because I do believe we all need mentors and mentees in life, uh, Jess Sims. And she said, if you believe that you're too small to make a difference. You've never spent a night with a mosquito. <laughs> so coming into this, I thought, you know, I'm one person, how much of a difference can I make? And I now know it doesn't matter. I know that I am one person making a big difference and I will be, continue to be that mosquito. But it did take me a little longer to realize that than I did. Uh, then I'd say I, I came to the realization of in the beginning. Wow. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that was a mic drop. If I could drop this mic on the floor right now, I would. But I'm going to take that whole entire set of work. But like, that's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Jacqueline. But before we sign out here, sure. you know, please shout out your social media, your Facebook, Instagram, website, anything you have. Absolutely. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Or well, you and the gym. Sure. That's right. So my Instagram handle is at levelupfitness underscore li for Long Island. And my website is levelupfitnessli.com. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. For, we absolutely appreciate your contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish on the road, Jacqueline. If right. you can stick around for one second, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. And that's important. So I'd appreciate it. Sounds <laughs> Yep. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Josh from CrossFit Foothill and Cable CrossFit out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for being here, for taking an hour out of your day to sit down, have this conversation, hopefully give back to the industry today. I really appreciate your willingness to do so. Before we dive into the business side of what you do, tell me why you decided to open up CrossFit gyms. Okay, so I started CrossFit in 2013 when I started working in the mortgage industry for a guy that owned the gym that I started working at. Before I found CrossFit, my goal was to have a restaurant. Like I wanted to have a community-based place. I didn't need it to have like fancy recipes. I wanted it to be like a pizza and hot dog place, but we would have like bike night, Tuesday night, classic car Sunday mornings. I wanted to have a place where kids could come after school and I can give them like discounted, like basic food so they could do their homework or hang out in a safe place. I was always about like, what would be a good place for people just to feel comfortable to be that's safe and it's going to help them grow as opposed to like, like I live in Rancho Cucamonga. There's not like a lot of gangs or poverty here, but at the same time, like I grew up here and I got into some trouble. And if I had a place right. like that, I probably wouldn't have. Don't know if that would have been better or worse, but it's just something that I felt passionate about doing. And then I found CrossFit and realized that this is a business that doesn't require like as much permitting, no liquor licenses, no food handler certificates, all of the red tape that gets in the way of opening up like a more complex business. CrossFit doesn't have, it's a pretty simple business and I love it right? And we got really passionate about CrossFit. And then uh, three years after I started, my wife and I got really into nutrition. My wife went through one of those like online nutrition certifications and uh, we were doing some nutrition coaching. And in August of 2018, a friend of mine uh, asked me, or congratulated us on launching the business officially. We had a lot of clients, um, personal nutrition clients that we were working, we were working with at the time. And he was like, so what's next for you? And I'm like, well, my five-year plan is to open a gym from scratch, kind of in the area. And he's like, why would you open a gym? You should buy Foothill, which is where he coached at at the time. And I thought there's no way the owner would sell Foothill. Um, and then we did. We started negotiations and we found a um, happy medium as far as a price to buy. We got some really good terms in place and we took over the business in October of 2018. And there's been no looking back. Awesome. So you took over that business in 2018. And just to catch our listeners up, uh, you recently purchased Cable CrossFit. Yeah. Um, very, very recently, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now you have two CrossFit gyms. You do. Uh, what, a ri- what a wild uh, ride there. Yeah. Um, but for our listeners, I guess, give us kind of your elevator pitch of your gyms. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Um, kind of paint a picture because all CrossFit gyms have a little bit different, you know, mm-hmm. options. Um, and so I would like to kind of get a better understanding of your business model moving forward. Yeah. So, 
I, I like to have an idea of what the very first thing on our website says, and I don't know it verbatim, but it's something along the lines of, we act as a lighthouse to the community of Rancho and the surrounding areas um, by providing, you know, good coaches, good program, blah, blah, blah. But really the goal is to have everyone leave healthier, both physically and emotionally or spiritually or whatever is me, right? Like I was telling Brady, um, who we were talking to when we were first talking about getting on the podcast, that um sometimes we're not their crossfit coaches sometimes we're a member's therapist at the moment or we're there just a sounding board for them to tell us about their frustrations right. or friends come and we hang out and we watch sports events here at the gym um but our elevator pitch is we offer a place for people to get healthy in a fun way and we meet you where you're at and we guarantee results depending on which program you sign up for um and we do offer group fitness small or semi-private um, uh, sessions. We offer private sessions, nutrition, uh, nutrition coaching, accountability, um, and you know all those layers of uh, what a normal gym does. We just feel like we do it really, really well. Yeah. So um, a really kind of personal approach to CrossFit. You want to treat each individual person who walks through your door differently um, to ultimately help them get whatever they're hoping to get out right. of this it might be a physical change mental change just something to do whatever it is um and so you guys are doing so in do you have is it like a class model big class small class do you have different options available yeah so we offer private and semi-private sessions but if you sign up for just the general crossfit classes it's whatever the size of the class happens to be at our main or at our at our rancho cucamonga location um, it's a huge space, like 14,000 square feet. So we have big classes, um, upwards of 20 people sometimes. Um, anytime it goes over 12 people, we have a second coach out on the floor um, mm -hmm. just to make sure that there's that still, still that personal touch and accountability to our members. Um, and the big thing that we, we kind of promote that makes us uniquely better than what we see general CrossFits is we're not going to yell at you like you're in a boot camp. We're not going to yell at you like you're in basic training for the military. Um, and we're not going to force people to try to get a rope climb or a ring muscle up or a body weight squat snatch. Um, in fact, for my new members over at Cable, uh, one thing I've communicated to every class is this movement, this overhead squat, or this really technical movement, handstand pushups, you never need to do that to be healthy or well or fit. It's a fun way to change up your routine and add a different stimulus for what you're trying to do. But realistically, you know, we can adjust the program to make it something within your limitations and your desires, because some people never desire to get over the rings or upside down against the wall um, and still create the same stimulus that's going to have your body adapt to your goals, whether that's strength or speed or more muscle or less fat or whatever that is. Absolutely. Um, so at both, at both locations, um, the offerings, are they the same or do you kind of have different things at both places? Like how do you operate that, especially since you recently took over right. Cable CrossFit, how does that work out? They will be the same. Um, mm -hmm. As of right now, uh, Cable had a couple offerings. Um, they have a boot camp where we don't at Foothill um, and they have, um, but they don't have the nutrition and accountability and private mm -hmm. session aspect, at least not um, openly available to every member. I think that like some people have asked certain coaches and there's a couple coaches that do some privates there, but it's not something that is 
uh, well known that it's available. And we eventually are going to offer all the services that we offer at the cable or at the foothill location over at cable. Um, we actually have a big newsletter going out before August, August 1st to let them know, like, here's what to expect, not to overwhelm you, but there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and we'll walk you through it if you're interested in any one of those little things. Okay, got it. So you have a plan there of how you're yes. going to kind of integrate, integrate those. Um, in terms of like location, how far away are they from one another? 17 minutes. Okay, not bad. So relatively close. Really, and... it's a few miles, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of lights. Yeah, <laughs> got it. So my next question to you would be in terms of members, you guys have a pretty big space, like 10,000 square feet or 14,000 square feet. Um, those are pretty big, heavy mm -hmm. spaces. So how many members do you guys currently have right now? And is that a place where you're feeling good, you're feeling comfortable, or are you looking to hit the gas, get more faces through the door, help more people? Okay, so Foothill has 14,000 square feet but it's about 10,000 square feet of usable CrossFit space. Um, we're at roughly, we float between 220 and 240 members a month. Um, that is comfortable. We're not out there buying homes left and right. You know, my wife and I are not rich, but we pay the bills um, and yeah. we have a full savings. Um, do we want to hit the gas? I mean, like, we've found that there tends to be a sweet spot at around that number, where if we go too high over it, more people start leaving or less people sign mm -hmm. up because it just feels a little bit more crowded. We do wanna create, uh, we wanna better utilize the space to make our space feel like it, it can accommodate more. But realistically, if we're floating at 240 to 260, we're doing more than enough. Cable yeah. has a 3,300 square foot space. Almost all of it is usable for CrossFit. And frankly, it is way better laid out than Foothill. Uh, in terms of maximizing space. Um, for example, I have 14 squat racks over there. Over here at Foothill, I only have nine. Um, and we've always been able to make it work. Um, and the, the floor space wouldn't accommodate for classes bigger than 12 to 14. Um, but mm -hmm. we do want to open up classes as we hit little tiers of members. Like right. as we grow to 80, I'm going to open up uh, another afternoon class. As we grow to a excuse me, as we grow to 100, I'm going to open up another morning class, things like that. Every 20 members, mm -hmm. we're going to add a class. Um, at that space, we have 63 members. And that's where I want to hit the gas. Like, it's profitable, barely. Um, but we, we see a lot of potential there. And I know that at one point, it had over 100 regularly. And I mean, even that would be a, a, a good amount of, you know, extra income. Um, but really I, it's also about, like I said, um, I want to grow without losing sight of our values and our focus and our vision. Um, and so like hitting the gas to get to a number, isn't really our goal because we're okay financially. Um, we want to hit the gas to maintain culture and community. And hopefully the churn is in the positive and we actually are net increasing month over month, but we're not rushing. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not right. going to get into like desperation mode to get more members. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I definitely don't hate helping people or making money. And so when we look at growth, it means that we can help more people. Yes. Um, and that's, that's exciting because CrossFit, you know, especially what you're doing at your facility is awesome for the community. Um, so what are some of the things that you guys are doing actively to aid that growth process in terms of finding, you know, a constant steady flow of new leads flowing into the businesses? 
So we partnered with a marketing company. One of those, I mean, I'm sure that every gym owner has seen them advertise on Instagram. Um, we partnered with one. They put in place a good advertisement campaign. Is it the best? I don't think so, but it's good enough to get people to click. Um, and then a landing page. And most importantly, what I found has been the most helpful is we have a CRM now that they set up for us with auto text responses for people who fill out the information. And depending on how they reply or how they fill out the info will determine an automatic campaign. Because, I mean, I'm not one to really click on those like, oh, get information now or join now when you see an ad on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so I don't really know what the mindset is for the people that do that. But from what I've experienced, not everyone that clicks is actually interested. And I've also experienced that sometimes people click and put in somebody else's number just to mess with them, right? So my goal is to see 20% of the people that click in a face-to-face -face appointment. And then from there, half of them I'm trying to get as a member to our gym. Um, okay. that's the bulk of it. We also do a couple things like, um, once every three months we do a friends and family week where essentially mm -hmm. there's no drop in fees. Anyone that was on the fence about joining a small gym or a CrossFit gym gets to try it out for more than just a day, um, with their friends for the whole week. Um, we usually have that wrap up with like a barbecue on a Saturday and, um, just hang out and get to know, like they get to know us and the coaches and the other people they'd be working out with and realize that it's more than just a fitness space, that it's a place where you're going to make mm -hmm. friends. Um, and you're going to have fun and you're going to be encouraged and motivated to actually hit the goals that you talked about, but not always follow through with. Okay. So doing some events and you're doing some marketing stuff. And I want to say props to you, Josh, because not everybody in this industry is smart enough to be like, all right, I need some help in this area. Um, and so we just sit around and we hope that one day we're gonna get a bunch of leads coming into our gym, but you're at, you're proactively trying something to help you guys out in that aspect. Um, well, and I appreciate that. We found a couple times in the year that people mm -hmm. dip out, right? In, right. Not, not in mass, but like in 2021, we had a large college student membership in the summer. And then mm -hmm. come August or September, we lost a lot of members. And right. I wasn't, my wife and I weren't proactively making sure that we could backfill that before it happened. And this year, you know, our third year in the industry last year, we knew it was going to happen and we just didn't prepare well. And so I wish that I could say that we were smart enough to do this before it hurt us. And we were smart enough to do this before um, we needed to, but mm. we ended up doing it retroactively and we were able to save, to save ourselves as opposed to preparing ourselves well. But yeah. thank you because um, now we realize that we'll never not have a marketing budget yeah so i do want to ask a question you did point something out that when you partnered with this agency you said like you think that it's good it's good enough but is it the best no what could make it even better what's that missing kind of puzzle piece so what their ads look like i'm going to say our ads because i signed up for it, i'm paying for it but they are stock photos they're not of people at my gym they're not of me or my wife. They are not, um, and, and it's not, it's pretty vague. It's like, we're looking for 20 men in this area, aged this to this, that are looking to lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks or 30 pounds in 12 weeks. And it's very, it's very vague um, to the point where some people who click on it are like, oh, this is a CrossFit gym, not interested. Because, you know, CrossFit gyms still have that stigma from like the early days where 
CrossFitters had terrible form. They looked like dead flopping fish underneath the pull-up bar. Mm-hmm. They were doing anything to get weight overhead and not having good form. Um, whereas I think what we could do better is create our own content and the ads a little bit more targeted and specific to what we could do. Not necessarily like come join the best CrossFit gym and ranch Cucamonga and Upland, but more so through movement and through nutrition, we can help you lose four inches around your waist in six months. Like that's, where we're trying to where we're trying to break into that industry, like the the dad bod, the mom of four that thinks that there's no hope to have a waistline like they did before they have kids, mm-hmm. um, which we know is untrue. My wife has 12% body fat at 125 pounds, and she's five foot four, and we have four kids, and she looks like a fitness model. And you know that's just through an hour a day of CrossFit and good eating, not even the best, right. eating, good eating. And so mm-hmm. we're we want to eventually, and this is what we're going to do over it when we start marketing from cable, is we want to make it our own content, but couple it with the amazingness of the CRM that they're using. Um, The CRM and the automatic text and email campaigns has gotten a lot of people who clicked, but forgot they clicked or got busy for a week or two. And a follow-up text got them like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I was busy, but I'm interested. And we're like, that's fantastic. And let's get you, you know, let's get you in for a free workout. Yeah, that's that that piece is huge too. A lot of us are losing out on leads because we're not following up with them. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that kind of text campaign in the, the CRM that the they're giving you, that's really helpful. So just to confirm, they're helping you with the marketing piece and they have a CRM where they hold yes. all the leads that they give you. Yes. Uh, that, that's cool. Um, and so my, my next question for you would be, if you look at your businesses as they stand right now, what would you say is the biggest bottleneck or challenge, the biggest like tough thing that you guys are, are working on and what are you doing to work on overcoming that? That's a great question. Um, the biggest bottleneck is not utilizing my wife and I for what we're best at, which is positioning why our facilities and our product and service is going to be great for you because we're still coaching a lot. We're still doing a lot of the chores. We're still doing a lot of the back end because we don't quite have enough members to be able to hire for all of that. I'm sure that that's something that every gym owner sees. And so our um, really like, we talked about what what our goals over the next six months are gonna be. Um, It's not a membership number so that way we can make more money. It's to free up ourselves and hire more staff or hire our existing staff at a higher capacity. So that way we can focus on essentially positioning ourselves and what makes us uniquely better to everyone that is interested in a more proactive way, as opposed to carving out a small amount of time each day where we're following up with leads, talking to people and setting up meetings. If we could stretch that out to a longer part of each day, not coaching, not scrubbing the floors, not cleaning the bathrooms, not doing, you know, not throwing the workouts into Wattify or, you know, printing payroll, paychecks, all that stuff, like taking the back end out and right. focusing on what we do. That's the biggest bottleneck. Um, I would that say that cool. that's, that's pretty common, right? Uh, we're so focused on being in our business in the day to day that it's impossible for us to find the time 
to work on the business and the strategies and the systems and, and everything. And like financially, it doesn't always make sense for us either to be able to, to step out a little bit. Um, and so what would you say you guys really need to do to get in that position where you can step out a little bit? What do you really need to focus in and hone in on right now um, so that, you know, fairly soon you guys are not so heavily invested right. in the coaching piece? Well, what's funny is really quick on the coaching piece. I haven't coached much at Foothill mm -hmm. in a long time, maybe okay. like three hours a week. Mm -hmm. And when we bought cable, uh, we had to cover co a lot of coaching hours really quickly. And over the last two weeks, I've coached more than I have in probably months combined here at Foothill. And I've kind of renewed my passion for it, which I feel terrible saying because my Foothill members are like, no, like, where was, like, you know, where's Josh? Like, he could, he could truly help me get this goal. Right. And it makes me want to put my, some of my time back into coaching. So to answer your question though, um, what we're looking at is we actually prioritize the items that we do and how much it would cost to delegate that as opposed to doing it ourselves. Um, and so the least expensive thing to do would be all of the cleaning. So we just hired a new girl to help with the other guy that does some of our maintenance and cleaning here at Foothill to make sure that the gym is organized and tidy and the trash is taken out and the showers and the sinks are clean and all that stuff. Um, cable has it kind of already dialed in really tight. It's a smaller facility. It's really easy to do. Um, and so it is to outsource that, or not outsource, but delegate that. And the next step would be the back-end work because that's also not very expensive to free up our time. Um, my, my marketing officer, he's like, Josh, you need to make your time worth $1,000 an hour. And I'm like, whoa, that's a little lofty, right? He's like, but if you think of your time as worth $1,000 an hour, you won't be doing the things that you could pay $16 an hour to have done, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Like, I knew that. And him really hammering it into me is making me realize that it is not important that I'm the one scrubbing the toilets or right. mopping the floor, you know? It just, needs, it just needs to get done. It doesn't matter who it is. But um, we have time and I put some more into sales. I also want to put more time back into coaching because like I said, when I went over to cable and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love the coaching and you can tell from the feedback from the members that, you know, are my new members now. They're like, oh my gosh, like your coaching style is, is different and we, we really respond well to it. Um, are we the best CrossFit coaches? I don't know. But I think that we, my, my wife and I are definitely um, the best style for that clientele. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically you want to like get to a point where it's like, you can coach because you want to not Absolutely. because it's like the only option right, right. <laughs> for the business. Okay, cool. So I want to make sure we have time here to ask you this question on air. We talked a little bit about it off air, but if I could hand you a magic wand, you've reached all your goals for your business. What would that picture look like? Oh, that'd be great. Um, it would be probably right around the 300 member mark here at Foothill around the 160 member mark over at cable. Um, I would want to be spending, um, a good five to six hours a day at Foothill and a good three at, um, cable because I, I, I believe in work-life balance and I believe in me being a great husband and father, 
but my kids grew up in this space. And so part of their, I'm with dad right now is them being alongside of me coaching or working out or running the business. Like my son's in the room right now, listening to this, you know, he's, he's paying attention and he's interested. Um, and so that allows me to do what I love, which is pour into this business and community. And like you said, if I had a magic wand, that would be a very different lifestyle. Because right now I'm working. I'm here working mm -hmm. all day. I want to be here hanging out all day. I want to be here kissing babies, talking to members about mm -hmm. what happened this weekend, where they're going mm -hmm. this weekend, what's going on in their lives. Um, be there for my coaches and be there for all of the, I mean, ideally 460 members between both locations. Um, and just, you know, be the facilitator for mental and physical health and growth. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the operations would no longer be on my plate. I would probably coach like two hours a day at each, at each uh, location and have fun doing it. What do you have to do to make that not a magic wand situation to actually make it a reality? Right. So what we would need to do is we would need to see a little bit more revenue. Um, I would like to see, I mean, really, we don't need a ton more at Foothill. Um, between 20 and 60 members at Foothill would be, uh, would be able to facilitate that. And it would take about 90 more members of cable to be mm -hmm. able to make it that profitable there as well. Um, because right now, it, when we bought the gym, it was, it, it's, at, it's barely in the black. And there's mm -hmm. so much potential for growth. But right. that we would need the revenue to then um, put in place with our existing coaches or maybe new coaches to take over the things that my wife and I handle on, on the operations side on a day-to-day -day basis um, and then just, just be out there, you know? Yeah. You just step outside of this room. Yeah, I am excited for you because I think that that becoming a reality is not that far away. I agree. Um, and I am excited for you to make that transition. I mean, you recently bought a second gym. It's obviously a very timely thing to spend your time between two gyms, but I think you're setting yourself up for success. And so I appreciate you sharing your story, your insight with us today. Is there a social media page that our listeners can go to to find you guys online? Yeah, absolutely. We're mostly on Instagram. Okay. And so it's at CrossFit Foothill for this gym at cable crossfit for our upland location um and my wife and i uh we have a joint kind of nutrition account that we don't really use too actively but our personal accounts are a little bit more um they tell the story of what we do outside of the gym um mine is at jtiki j t is in tom i q is in quail u i and my wife's is at tm tiki perfect yeah, yeah that's cool. it I'm excited to check it out. Thank you again for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. 
To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Paul Behar of Iron Paradise, coming to you from Miramar, Florida. Paul, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm great, Joe. How are you, man? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to to dive into this. I know there are a number of moving parts as to what you do as it regards to the fitness industry itself. Um, but Iron Paradise is sort of the meat and potatoes of why we're here. Before we get into strategy and tactics and all of that, Paul, tell us a little bit about what Iron Paradise is. Give us some context here. Yeah, man. So Iron Paradise, we, uh, we specialize in mainly two things, which is Olympic weightlifting and uh, kids classes. Outside of that, we uh, additionally do coach private coaching in uh, powerlifting, other general fitness and stuff like that. Um, and uh, we use, you know, those coaching and those things to kind of like what we were saying, do other things in the fitness competitive industry, whether it's uh, CrossFit, competing in the sport of weightlifting, competing in the Florida grid league and so on, anything that you want to compete in really in fitness. Yeah. And so it's, it's sort of CrossFit-esque, right? It's stemmed from the CrossFit world, but has implications greater than that, right? We have a youth audience to this. We have a gen pop audience to this. We have a competitive audience to this. This is serving a number of different purposes. When did you get this whole thing started? When did kind of the, the idea come to reality for you? Yeah, well, uh, 2017 is when I started coaching and kind of like you said, you know, training in the, the CrossFit stuff. Um, and part of, of CrossFit and all of that is this like Olympic weightlifting thing. Uh, over the last five years, probably you could say it's been becoming a lot more popular throughout not only the competitive population, but also like the general population. Um, and additionally, after working and creating a few programs, coaching a few programs with kids, it's great for kids too. Um, so while coaching part-time and, and working on developing some kids programs with other gyms, I started coaching private training uh, at a facility like and renting some space at a facility and uh, really just started diving into coaching kids, coaching Olympic weightlifting and seeing those effects, you know, people enjoy it because of its, uh, complexity or you know whatever lifting heavy is always pretty fun you know certainly is can't argue there <laughs> then uh once you know once the whole pandemic hit uh pretty much brought everything home out of the facility and uh revamped the gym a little bit from the house yeah so now uh we basically have three three programs, three members, I, I, you can maybe say four. So we have private training still. Uh, we do kids classes three days a week. Then the rest of the time at the gym is what we call training hall. Mm. 
So training hall, uh, the members here at the gym, they have a program to follow. They're going to come to the gym at whatever time that they want to. If they have other friends at the gym, you know, maybe they'll coordinate among each other and come and work out together during these uh, training halls. Um, I'll be at all of the training halls most, you know, most of the time I'll be around to, it's not a class, um, nor is it private training or small group training. It's you come in here and you do your stuff and you'll receive coaching based on what you're doing. Aha. Okay. So this is sort of a free flowing semi-private, if you will. People aren't signing up necessarily for a time slot but they get all of the benefits of, of working with a coach and having that coach overseeing them within the training. Is that right? Yep. So our two training hall slots are from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And the second slot is from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. So it's two, three, uh, four it. hour and a three hour block that anybody can pretty much come in and there's going to be a coach on site. Got it. Okay. So they can come within those windows, assuming that there's, physical space for them to do so now it, it sort of changes up the, the structure of this we don't really have too much of a warning of when people are coming is that right or they're si they're signing up for that window is that correct right so you'll sign into that window of time aha okay. right and then there is a time cap on how many you know how many people can uh fit into that time got it makes more sense now okay Cool. And, and so this all came about really as a, a response to the pandemic and figuring out how can we even serve people in, in the capacity that we have. Now, talk to me a little bit about within your experience shifting to this sort of model. What's been your favorite part about running a business this way? And what's been the most challenging part about running a business this way? Well, uh, my favorite part is definitely working with people who are more interested in taking ownership over their fitness. So when you're coaching classes, you know, you're typically going to work with people who want the additional breakdown of everything. And they just want you to kind of spoon feed them a little bit. Uh, people that are coming in on their own prerogative to do their own program, uh, they have more ownership. They take more you know, time to warm up the right way and learn how to do those exercises. It's almost like, you know, when you're coaching them, they're really actively listening. Yep. Um, and so that's, that's really fun. Uh, compared to coaching, you know, gen pop or classes and it's just different, you know, I've coached a lot of, a lot of those as well. And it's coaching kids still is very much that way. I would say that the, uh, the hardest thing then is it just becomes scalability, you know, because like we're talking about, there's only uh, six available slots in my gym for each of those two training halls. Because outside of that, we just run out of space. Yeah. And so somewhat capped in terms of how many we, people we can serve at a given time. What's your workaround for that? Say we're at, capacity we're getting six signed up fairly regularly what's sort of the next move how can we get past that so there's two strategies that we are are using right now which number one of is uh, online and remote coaching so we develop online programs and we work with athletes that are in other gyms 
And while that business grows, you know, that provides an extra source of income to then do the next step, which is eventually expanding the facility. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's explore the online side of this a little bit, because I think that's incredibly relevant given the, the nature and time in the fitness industry we're in. How do you put that into place? Is that a monthly membership thing? Is that a similar group-based programming thing? What does that look like? Yep. So it's just a monthly membership. Uh, we have two memberships. One of them is a uh, uh, competitor's uh, what's the word? It's I'm forgetting right now. A uh, pre-written program. Okay. Right. So just a general program. So, and that one's a low cost membership. And then we have individual programming. Aha. Okay. So sort of a tiered approach where people are paying either right. for the, the group programming that everyone is following or specific to them. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. Cool. Okay. And, and by nature, far more scalable, right? We don't really have a cap on how many people we can serve other than the, the limitations of our technology in your time writing programming, right? Absolutely. Is that, as you move forward, is that sort of the route that you see being more of a focus for you? Or no. a bigger portion? No, uh, the things that I like personally enjoy the most as a coach and a business owner is, is hands-on like in-person uh, training and, and competitiveness. So a lot of these things are kind of like a response to either people that, you know, want to compete on my team, but aren't close enough in distance um, or just the sheer, okay, like this is how the industry is moving. And, you know, in the fitness industry, everything is about being adaptable. Yeah. And so seeing that and seeing, you know, even when the pandemic pandemic hit, writing online programs for things that you could just do at home. And even we made that membership free at the time. Mm. And we had people like in China following our programs. It was crazy. Interesting. <laughs> right? It certainly, it's, it, it opens up a completely new route. And so like the, the question of marketing is a little bit different because it's not geographically tied anymore. What's been what's been working well for you so far to spread the word about this, to sort of increase your influence? How are you marketing this? So since, uh, since we are by nature, a competitive program, the main source of marketing is being at competitions. So every competition that me and the team shows up at, you know, you're there, you're, you're having the gym's name spoken over the loudspeaker when they're introducing the athletes you're there mingling with other, you know, gym owners, other athletes, other people that are spectators, you know, that are looking to start a new program or start something new in their fitness. And uh, that's, that's the biggest way that we add more athletes to the team. Okay. So it's, it's been more sort of pounding the pavement, getting out in front of your particular crowd that's been working so far as this matures and as the business grows a little bit, do you guys think that you'll expand more into potentially the digital route, potentially the social media world? How, how are you going to take this even further than you have so far? So we've, we've run ads on Instagram, run ads on Facebook. Okay. We've uh, we have a, a decent 
you know, decent presence on there. And what I've found is that without all of the extra bells and whistles and really nice videography and all those little extra details, it doesn't do as well as I would want it to do. Mm. But I also don't care. <laughs> okay. Like interesting it, perspective. Go it, ahead, expand. It, yeah, like it it really wouldn't, you know, make me that much happier to have now 500 athletes following the online program. I would much rather have five more athletes that are going to competition and we're going and training, you know, and we're going and winning. Yeah. And so is the individual programming side of that probably the better route to go in that sense? Again, I think that, you know, everybody that starts a gym, you know, runs a business, they do it for a particular reason, you know, and uh, I'm fortunate enough that the reason that I don't do it is to make money, you know, yeah. like, like, well, that, yeah, I, I think it's, it's funny because uh, fitness is, is one where we almost sort of fall on our sword and, and glorify not making money, but nobody I've ever talked to is against making more money, right? It's just not right. priority one for you, right? Right. Well, and the thing is that like, I think a lot of us know how to make more money. You know, we know how if I was to put all of that effort into creating these online programs, marketing them more on Facebook, marketing them more on Instagram and running that route, then that takes away time from me being at training hall and coaching the athletes, you know? And so putting that priority there, uh, gives that higher level of service to those people who are in them um, and achieves, you know, the goal that like we want to achieve, which is we want to create athletes that are going to win, you know, so we want to win States. We want to win nationals. We want to send, you know, send athletes to Pan American, send athletes to the Olympics. And uh, by virtue of doing those and, you know, every single time that you increase to a higher level of competition, you create more of a name for yourself. Like we've only been in this for five years. And so when you look at a lot of other, uh, you know, athletes or other programs, you know, these, uh, these are being created off the backs of people who have been successful for 10 years in the industry. Yeah. And so when you go into the competitive side of, you know, fitness, it becomes a different, you know, a different animal than, than running a gym that services just general population. Yeah. No, it's, it's certainly a big differentiator because how we fulfill on those, how we market those, how we handle a sales process is completely different depending on who our crowd is. Now, Paul, for you, moving forward, you mentioned the, the focus of this being the competitive side, the focus being having people go to these high-level events, but walk me through what your vision for the business looks like three years from now, five years from now, what are, what are sort of some things that you see when you think about the future of this? Yeah. So, so our kids program does really well. That's the other thing that, uh, that's, I love to do. And, um, that's really good for the kids. So actually I see the kids program being a lot larger than the adult competitive and as well as, you know, more profitable, Mm. Um, so in the future, like three years from now, we would probably not even three years from now, but like the next step would probably be to create a youth training facility. Um, which is again, a whole different market and a whole different niche there. But, uh, 
youth Olympic weightlifting and, and youth lifting kids, lifting weights in general is like already a very controversial thing, but there's lots of science and lots of like facts about it. And in the society that we're living on, you know, kids with iPads all day and kids. Being, oh yeah. You know, no doubt that it's line. a needed service. No right. doubt. So yeah, it's becoming even, even more apparent, you know, uh, how much these kids need. And the additional thing is that, you know, when kids are playing, you know, the traditional sports, soccer and basketball and stuff like that, like kids who aren't fit are becoming more likely to be injured. Right. Whereas like doing fitness classes, learning how to move your body properly, you know, Olympic weightlifting or, or whatever type of lifting weights is something that's scalable down to something that doesn't weigh anything at all versus soccer. If you're playing versus another kid, it's your body weight versus their body weight, you're running versus their running. And it's very difficult to progress kids that are out of shape in those sports. Um, so kind of like that three-year plan uh, would either include opening a, you know, double gym, like a kid's gym on one side and an adult gym on the other side, um, or opening just a youth training facility. That's actually what we're looking at next. Yep. It's interesting. I, I, a lot of, whether we, we put the label of sports performance or whatever sort of training model for youth, the best of the best of the best examples in that sort of category find that you typically find themselves doing some semblance of both, right? The reality is kids have to go to school at some point. And so we have a lot of hours unutilized in this, in the, the facility hypothetically. So it'll be interesting to see how you actually put that into practice. Cause it sounds like there's a number of, of ideas and, and directions that you can go with it. And that's kind of the cool part about running your own business is that you get to decide, right? Yeah. So we, uh, we, we coach kids in a lot of different ways. Uh, we work with homeschool kids and we work with athletes. So typically, um, I mean, so in South Florida, like the homeschool population, it's one of the biggest homeschool populated states. Um, so we have lots of kids that come to class at one o'clock, right. Which is typically the time where you unique for our industry, at least. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, that's the one time that every gym is closed. That's why we're doing this podcast right now. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Exactly. So that's actually something that's very cool about, you know, knowing the industry. Like I've been working with kids for about like 12 years. Um, so knowing that industry working with, we work with tennis players a lot, golfers, uh, baseball players. Um, and those are typically the kids who are, since they're competing in those sports are homeschooled and now available throughout the day for private lessons. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, like I said, it'll be, it'll be fascinating how this ends up shaping up for you as you move forward. Paul, I think that's a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap this up, but before we get out of here, where can people learn a little bit more about what you do? Are there social media channels? Is there a website? Where can people go? Yeah. So if, uh, if you want to start off competing, learning Olympic weightlifting, any of that kind of stuff, you can go to iron paradise FL on Instagram. And, uh, if you're interested in kids programs, then you can go to sflkidsfit.com or South Florida kids fitness on Instagram. Um, and those, we, we kind of separate those two businesses a little bit. 
under the umbrella. You know, we, we do have the kids classes here on site. Um, but we also help gyms to build kids programs in their own gym as well. We do kind of like a gym consulting program. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that those, those two places are a good start. That's fantastic, man. Paul, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and contributing here. I think being an entrepreneur in the fitness space is a, is a really unique venture and just having these types of conversations and hearing from other people's experiences really, really helps everybody out. So I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what this looks like for you here as time goes by. And I certainly wish you nothing but the best one. Man. Thanks Joe. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.